Knowledge is a revelation gift that reveals or gives insight to the giver about the receiver. So it comes as a thought, as a dream, as a, vin as a vision, uh, a mental picture, or even through the Bible. Like you can be reading a verse and you just have a word of knowledge about something or someone uh, through reading the word, which is pretty awesome. Another thing about uh, the gift of the Holy, the gift of walk, the gift of word of knowledge is that it's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, a few years ago, we actually dived into um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We spoke about them. We had workshops, uh, nine workshops to be exact, on each of the gifts, which was pretty awesome. And I hope that in the future we can have it again because they're just really, really helpful. Um, I just want to tell you guys that these gifts are for us. They're up for grabs. Like all of the nine gifts are up for grabs. Um, there's nothing extra that you have to do to earn it. Um, the Holy Spirit just gives it to you because he is good. Like he is good, so therefore he wants to give you these gifts. Um, today in particular, we're going to be talking about, like, we, we know, we're going to be talking about walk. I am going to touch about a couple of the other gifts just as they work alongside with walk. But we're not really going to dive into them too much. Hopefully, we get to dive into each gift, each specific gift um, in the future. Amen? Um, word of knowledge is something that I'm passionate about. I feel that it's a gift that I have. It's a gift that I have. And um, it, it, it's something that started, like I've shared with you guys before, like, I don't know, maybe like seven years ago. Um, I didn't even know like the language to this desire that I had in my heart for this gift, but God was putting that desire in my heart already, which is pretty awesome. So before we go into all of that, let's read the Bible. If you guys can join me, um, let's go to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Whoa. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Let me hear an, an amen when you're there. Awesome. Okay. So it says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. So word of wisdom and word of knowledge are very similar. Word of wisdom is a gift in where you guys or whoever has this gift, they, they're given special insight and guidance about a situation. Um, not necessarily a person, but a situation. So that's where word of wisdom differs from word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is specific insight from the Holy Spirit for a specific person or group of people. So that's the difference between word of wisdom, which we call wow, and word of knowledge, which we're calling walk. You guys follow so far? Amen? Okay. So, um... Word of, word of knowledge is also an act of love that, in my opinion, I feel that the word is in dire need of. Like this world that we're living in now, this culture, this society, our generation right now needs this gift of walk. Like we're in dire need of it. So my purpose today is to semi-activate you guys, hopefully for some fully activate you guys, into this gift because the world needs us. The world needs us functioning and fully, fully, fully flowing in this gift of word of knowledge. Amen? So um, I don't know if you guys know, but there's this man. His name is Sean Bowles. He's really awesome. 
Um, he's someone that I that God has really used to to teach me about this gift um, through his experiences and just how he, uh, the Spirit speaks to him. If you guys get a chance, look him up. It's pretty crazy. Like this man is insane. Like the way that that God speaks to him, what happens is that the Spirit will reveal to this to this man to Sean Bowles. He'll reveal to him social security numbers, phone numbers, um, street addresses of of people that he doesn't know, that he's never met. So he'll stand up, like I'm standing up now, and just say, hey, uh, I have this, uh, this word, um, I don't know, cherry, cherry lane or something. And uh, does anybody here relate to that? And someone will stand up, oh, I live on cherry lane. And it's just like really crazy things like that. Or, you know, he'll say out a number and um, that's my phone number or that's my address. Um, and it's really, really crazy. And the reason why that happens is because God wants to touch people. God wants to connect himself with us, with everybody. He wants to connect himself with, with the world. And this is one of the most awesome ways that he chooses to do it. So Sean Bowles, he, uh, I have this quote by him which says, Word of knowledge is being restored because it proves God's love faster than anything else than anything else. I'm going to read that again because I don't know if you guys understood me or understood him. Word of knowledge is being restored because it proves God's love faster than anything else. Why is it being restored? Well, because some of us have not been using it right. And we've been out there, you know, supposedly using this gift and we haven't been using it right. Or, or we haven't been uh, walking in love totally as Christians. So what has happened is that there's no longer a connection between God and the world. There's no connection anymore. Because some people, some believers, unfortunately, have gone about things the wrong way. They've, they've put people down. They've, ex they've uh, called people's sins out, which is something that the Holy Spirit will never do. Um, so because of that, now there's a block, there's a wall, there's a barrier um, between God and his people. And word of knowledge is, is being restored, meaning the Holy Spirit is coming to people like you and I and Mr. Bowles, and he is teaching us how to use this gift so that we can reconnect and restore people to the heart of God. Amen? So seven years ago, like I was telling you guys, and you know the story, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's awesome. Um... So I don't know, seven or nine years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, I don't even know how long ago, but you know, some time ago, I was part of this youth group at another church, and um, my husband and I, we had this desire as youth leaders to start a, a, an evangelism team. So we went to the leader of the whole youth group, and we said, hey, look, you know, we feel like it'd be a good idea to have a, a youth evangelism group where, where young people go and share the love of God. So after a couple of times, of going, I found myself um, facing or coming across the same situation where I would go to somebody and say, um, hey, can I talk to you about God? No, no thank you. And they would walk away. Or can I pray for you? No, no thank you. And they would walk away. So I just felt like this block between what God wanted to do for someone and that someone. People were not receptive to getting prayer from this weird Christian person or, um, you know, hearing about the love of God from this, you know, dumb Christian person. Um, there was this block. 
And uh, I remember coming back from, from some of those circumstances, from some of those experiences. And I remember coming to the Lord and telling him, God, I, I, wish, that, I wish that I could be an evangelical prophet. Back then, I didn't have, like I've told you guys before, I didn't have the language to what I wanted or what I desired or what I felt was needed in these situations. So my understanding of it looked like an evangelical prophet. So I remember telling him, God, I, I, I would like to be an evangelical prophet so that I can, I can share your heart with people, so that I can say something to someone that only you and them would know, and they would turn their heart to you. And that's the same thing that Sean Bowles is saying that is happening now. So for all this time, this gift has been cultivating in me, and it, you know it's taken a while because God has had to put language to certain things in order for, for me to understand how this gift functions, and in order, so, in, in order for me to be able to teach it and release it to you guys so that you guys can understand its function. Um, we went to a conference a, a few months back, and um, it was a conference for Bethel. It was in L.A., and uh, they have a, a prophetic team, and the leader of their prophetic team, his name is Ben Armstrong, and so um, during one of the breaks of the conference, Mario just felt this pull to, to have Ben pray for us. So we go over to Ben, and we're like, hey, well, Mario does all the talking, really. And uh, he, you know, he says, hey, you know, can you pray for us? Something like that. And uh, you know, he prayed for us. And in that prayer, he declared a lot of good things about us. He gave us prophecy. Uh, he prophesied over our lives. But he also um, gave us word of knowledge. And uh, one of the things that he prophesied over our lives was he said, there is going to be an increase of word of knowledge in you guys. And I believe that that is true. Like, I believe that that is happening now. It is happening because we need it as, as believers. We need to, to walk out in these gifts. We need, to, we need to put them to practice. We need to discover that we're powerful. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know um, if, if you guys know or understand how powerful you are. You are all extremely powerful. As a matter of fact, can you do this? Can you close your eyes right now? Everybody just please close your eyes. I want you to put your, your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. And just say, Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering me. Thank you for living in me. Thank you for activating the way that you move in me. I want to move like you. I can move like you because you've chosen me to. Okay. You are powerful. We are powerful, but it's because of the Holy Spirit. It's because of him. It's because he loves us. and He wants this for us. And he wants to use us to reach others, which is pretty amazing in its own. The fact that he wants to make us part of the team. He can do it all on his own, but he wants to make us part of the team. He doesn't have to include us in his team, but he wants to make us part of his team. And that's, that's amazing in its own. Because if you don't know, God is already moving. Jesus is already appearing to people in, in, in the Middle East. He, he actually 
appears to them. So Jesus can do it on his own, but he chooses to, to let us in, in his group, in his team. Amen? I'm going to give you a personal example of um, a word of knowledge. I actually had a, a good example today um, with Johnny. I'm not going to say what it is because it was for me personally, <laughs> um, but it was, it was good. Um, so I'm going to say this, this, um, this personal example that I have. Back, at, back in, uh, in May, we had this GS conference, and um, during the last night, uh, I remember praying for somebody right there in that corner, and I was just compelled to pray for them. Like, I was, my heart was, my heart tugged at that person. Um, they were highlighted to me. You know, out of everybody in the room, the Spirit highlighted this person to me. So I said, okay, I'm going to go over to the person that you're highlighting. When I went over, I didn't have any other intention but prayer. That's what I felt in my heart. Like, they need prayer. I'm going to pray for them. So I went to pray for this person, and as I'm praying for her, I, I get this, this name in my mind. And it was just out of nowhere. I didn't, it, like, you know, it had nothing to do with, with what I was praying. It wasn't like I knew her. Um, I, I actually had just met her that day. All I knew was her name and what she was doing here. Like, I didn't know, any, I didn't know anything, anything above that or anything more than that. So um, as I'm praying for her, I get this name in my head, which is Matt. Just like that, I just hear Matt in my head. Matt, M-A-T-T, -T, like short for Matthew. And um, I'm praying for her, and I think, that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this means. So uh, I kind of wind, wind down my prayer for her. And um, so I calm her down so she's able to listen to me because she was crying during the prayer. So I, I calm her down so she's able to hear what I'm saying. And I ask her, I tell her this. This is exactly what I tell her. I have this feeling, I don't know. I'm practicing this gift. I'm not an expert at it. But I have this feeling, um, like this name came to my mind, and, and I feel like it may, it may mean something to you, but I'm not sure. So she said, okay. And I said, does the name Matt mean anything to you? And she begins to cry. And so I, I let her cry, and then she tells me that her and her husband recently lost a baby, and the baby's name was Matt. And so when I hear her say that, I just kind of like stepped back, and I was just like, whoa. Okay, God, you're, you're doing something here with her. Like, what else do you have for her? What else do you have for her, God? And so I lay my hand back on her, and I get a, a vision. I get a picture, a mental picture in my head. And I see a little boy. He's about three years old. And I see him. He's in heaven. And he's walking with Jesus. And what I see is I just see them from behind. And Jesus is holding this little three-year-old hand, and they're walking in heaven. The boy is totally fine. He's happy. And I feel in my heart, I feel from the spirit that that little boy is Matt. And so I, I sit on that thought for a minute, and I just, I have my hand on her, and, and she's crying. And I just have my hand on her, and I'm, I'm kind of just sitting on this, this vision for a minute. 
just thinking about it with God. And I feel, I, I finally feel his okay. So I tell her, hey, look, I, again, I can be wrong, you know, but I'm just going to share with you what I feel. I feel like I just saw Matt in heaven, and he's with Jesus, and he's fine. You don't have to worry about him anymore. And so she, she starts to talk to me about, you know, what happened a little bit. And as she's talking to me, I get this other thought in my head, which is, uh, tell her it's okay if she wants to name her new baby Matt. He said, okay, we're on a roll here, God. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so uh, I, I stopped her again, and I said, hey, um, I, 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 if, I don't know if, if this is something that applies to you, but if for some reason you and your husband were thinking about, you know, having another child and naming him Matt, you're not replacing the Matt that you lost. It's totally fine if you want to name this new baby Matt. And she tells me, she just, by this time she's just smiling. And uh, she's just, she tells me, you know what, like my husband and I were just talking about this. Like we were just talking and debating about wanting to do this when we get pregnant again. And I said, well, I think it's safe to say that you can do it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's my, uh, my personal uh, example. Let's go home. <laughs> so I want you to pay attention to a couple of things that I did here. I told this story in a specific way so that hopefully you would catch some of the details of it, some of the details that I'm gonna go over with you now. So pay attention to these details. These details you should definitely write down and remember, especially if you are passionate about this gift of word of knowledge, especially if you've already felt a tug in your heart to speak to people, to bring relief to people outside of, of here, even out there. If, if, if you've already felt these, these feelings and, and tugs and pulls, this is especially for you, amen? Okay, so the first thing I want you to notice is that when I was talking to her, I made sure that I did not start with, thus saith the Lord, right off the bat. Why didn't I do that? Well, thank you for asking. This is why. I didn't do that because what if the Lord didn't say thus? What if it wasn't God? We make mistakes. I've made mistakes practicing my gift. But I don't want to put God in a position. I don't want to uh, commit him to this word. I don't, I don't want to do that. Because to some people, for example, let's say I would have said, hey, this is what the Lord says, right? And I get it totally wrong. I can leave that person skeptical or more skeptical or turned off completely from word of knowledge or from hearing from God, or from any spiritual act of the Lord, I can totally turn them off from this. And we are not trying to do that. We're trying to do the opposite of that. We're trying to activate people. We're trying to get people to open up to hear God's word. So that's why we don't start off with, thus saith the Lord, for that, same, for that reason. The second thing I want you to notice is that I, I confirmed my random thought with her. I said, I'm not sure if this applies to you, but does the name Matt mean anything to you? So I have my random thought, right? I go out there and I ask her, does this name mean anything to you? If she had said no, then I could have stepped back and said, okay, 
no problem. Let me just, let me just give like a, a prayer. Let me just bless your life. And I would have prayed over her and blessed her life. But she said yes. And because she said yes, then that means that that random thought that I had in my head is actually God speaking. And for people like us who are practicing this gift, that is key. Knowing that what you are saying is actually from the Lord is like a super green light into, into moving in your gift. So when she said yes, that does mean something to me. As a matter of fact, she went on to tell me, I said, awesome. Not awesome what will happen, but awesome God, you're wanting to talk to her. This is you speaking to her. So what that does for me, as I'm practicing this gift, it opens me up to receive more from God. Now I don't have any hesitation. Now I don't have any doubts. Now I know for sure this is the word of the Lord speaking. This is the Holy Spirit trying to reach this person, trying to bring relief to this person, trying to love on her, bring some healing to her. The, the Holy Spirit wants to do something with her. He wants to talk to her. So now I'm free. Now I'm confident that I can flow. I don't have to doubt it. Amen? And that's why we do those things. That's why we don't, we don't commit God to our word, and we get that confirmation from the, from the receiver. I want you to remember this. When, we, when we're giving someone word of knowledge, our words carry a lot of weight. Like we're speaking over someone's life here. People come to church or people are even walking out there just just in everyday like just in everyday life like people are walking and they're in need they're in need to hear God they want to hear from him so when we come to them as a representative of the Lord when we come to them as a messenger of Jesus we need to keep in mind that our words are important and that our words hold weight we're speaking over their lives we're potentially making breakthroughs you're potentially potentially breaking off chains all of that stuff that I have previously mentioned, we're, we're doing those things for, the, for these people. And that's why it's very important that we keep in mind that what I'm about to say here to this person, I cannot take lightly. It matters. It's important. And I need to respect this moment. I need to honor this moment. And I need to really just be present here. Amen? Okay. I have another, I have a biblical example of word of knowledge. Um, if you guys can join me, we're going to go to uh, the book of John. And um, chapter 4, sorry. So John 4, and we're going to read verse 7. Or start at verse 7. Okay. You guys all have it? So it says, A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. We'll stop there. Let's just stop there. As I was saying earlier, this gift isn't only for these four walls. It's not only for here. It's, it's actually more for out there than it is for in here. So the example that I gave you 
was my personal example within the four walls. This, this example, this biblical example that I'm about to give you is specifically for outside of these four walls. But it has the same principles as the one that I have. And you'll see them, and when you see them, I hope your mind is blown. So Jesus is walking around. He happens to get to this town of Samaritans, and there's a woman out there by the well. She's sitting, she's sitting and she's drawing her water. So he starts talking to her. He starts talking to her, and he says, hey, give me a drink. And she, she says, essentially she says no. She says, no, you're a Samaritan. I mean, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. We're not supposed to be talking to each other. Like, why are you talking to me? Okay, keep that in mind. Let's go to verse 10. You guys there? Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says it to you, who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Let's stop there again. So I want you to notice that two times here, while Jesus is, is conversing with her, she stops him. She has a block towards him. Two times. The first time, she says, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. The second time, she's like, you don't even have a cup. Like, where are you supposed to get this living water from? So it's two times that, she, that you can see that she's, she has these, these walls up. On top of that, as you guys know, we've talked about it here, but I'm going to say it again because it goes. This woman was going to the well at this, at this specific time of day so that nobody would bug her because of the lifestyle that she was living. She didn't want to be bugged. She didn't want to be asked questions. She didn't want to be looked at. Like, she wanted her space. She wanted to be alone. And so it so happens that bugaboo Jesus comes around at this time and starts asking her and trying to talk to her. And she's not having it because her defenses are up. You guys there? Okay, let's keep going. Verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst again. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst again, nor come here to draw. Boom. Boom. She didn't want to come here anymore. But that's another sermon. <laughs> Verse 16. Oh, this is so awesome. Check this out. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, <laughs> Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now, or the one who you now have, is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. 
All right. Let me break this down for you guys. So we notice how Jesus is out there, just walking about. He's thirsty. He wants to drink of water. He asks the Samaritan woman. She has her defenses up. She says, she says, no, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. He presses a little bit more, and she's like, where's your cup then? There's no cup. And then Jesus persists still, and he gives her this good news. He tells her, check this out. He tells her, I have water that will make it so that you don't have to come here again. And that's exactly what she wanted. She didn't want to come here anymore. She didn't want to go to this well anymore because of everything that she was carrying, because everything that it took from her, for her to go to this well. She didn't want to go there anymore. So Jesus gave her the news that she wanted. You don't have to come here anymore because I have the water that will quench your thirst forever. So something that I want you to notice about this example is Jesus didn't commit himself to anything with her. He didn't bring up God. He didn't say, thus saith the Lord, you have no husband. That didn't come up. He's just having a simple conversation with her. Simple talking. Just chatting it up with her or trying to. And pushing through her defenses. The second thing is he asks her that confirming question. He, he, he asks her to go get her husband. Do you guys think that he didn't know that she didn't have a husband? He knew that she didn't have a husband. She knew this. He knew this. And so he said that to her so that she can confirm that for him. Not that he needed that confirmation, but I believe that the re what the writer here is doing is teaching us. This is an example for us to learn from Jesus here. Jesus moves sometimes in ways that is, is not necessary for him to move in, but he moves in them so that we understand it and that we're able to replicate it and learn from it. So that's what happened here. This is a word of knowledge in the Bible. And now afterwards, this woman goes into the town and she like goes nuts. She starts telling everybody about Jesus. And that is what we need in this culture. That is what we need in this world. We need us to know this word of knowledge because, excuse me, because people out there need a word of knowledge. Amen? Okay. So, I've learned to activate and move in my gift through this term that I've coined, and uh, it's helped me to function and understand how word of knowledge works. It's really helped me, it's given me insight, it's given me um, just what I need in my humanity to understand and be able to function in it. So this term that I coined is called fishing. Can you guys say fishing? Fishing, okay. What is fishing? Fishing, fishing is when we spiritually go to a space or a place and cast our line in an, attempt, in an attempt to catch a fish or a word of knowledge. Say it to you one more time. Fishing is when we spiritually go to a space or a place and cast our line in an attempt to catch a fish 
or a word of knowledge. How do I fish? There's uh, four things that I do. The first one is I prep. Prep. Can you guys say prep? Prep. I prep. So to prep, what I do is I open myself up. No matter where I'm at, whether I'm here, whether I'm going for a walk at my house, whether I'm at El Super shopping for tomatoes, like it doesn't matter where I'm at, I prep. And you can ask my husband, I prep. <laughs> um, so I open myself up to the Holy Spirit and I tell him, I'm open basically for business. I'm open to be used. Open my ears to hear and open my eyes to see. That's how I prep. Whenever I walk into a space or a place, whenever I'm just being, when I'm not alone, um, I prep myself and I ask the Holy Spirit for this. Second thing that I do is I cast my line. So when I cast my line, what happens is I turn my awareness on and I scan the room or place that I'm in or that I'm at. And by doing this, I say, Holy Spirit, who do you have a word for here? Who do you want to speak to? Who in this place are you highlighting for me? So that is me casting my line. So I cast my line and I wait for the Lord. I ask him those questions. I say, who do you want to speak to here? Who is going through something here, God? Father, who is in this place? Who is in my vicinity right now that I can bless, that I can speak to, that I can bring relief to right now? Who? Just show them to me. I have another personal experience. I was going for a walk. I was working out. So mind you, I was sweaty and not looking good. And uh, I, I totally forgot to prep before I like left my walk. If not, I would have prep myself looking better. I'm just kidding. But um, so anyway, so I'm out for a walk and I'm telling the Lord these questions. I'm telling him, God, I want to speak to somebody. Like who, like, do you want me to speak to? And I'm walking around Downey and um, I'm just asking God questions. And I've, I think I've told you guys this before, but I'm going to tell you again. Um, so I'm walking and uh, I feel like God's saying, just keep going straight. Okay. So I keep going straight. And then uh, there's a, like a cross inter intersection. And I ask him, do you want me to turn here anywhere? No, keep going straight. Okay, so I keep going straight. Finally, I get to the point where I have to turn, <laughs> either left or right, and I ask him, okay, God, so where? Turn right. Okay, so I turn right, and I'm walking. There's another little street I can go into. God, you want me to turn here? No, keep going straight. Okay. So finally, he makes me walk to, like, the other, like, um, point where I have to go one direction or the other. And he says, stop here and look. Okay, so I stop at a place where um, it's, it's, a, it's a corner, there's a light, uh, and there happens to be a pharmacy and a, and a doctor's office at this corner. And so I look and I observe, and I was like, okay, God, this is pretty, like, this is pretty obvious. Like, okay, you want me to go to someone and ask them if they're sick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Okay, who? There's a lot of people walking in and out of that building. Who do you want me to talk to? He's like, that guy right there. Okay, sure. So I go to him, and uh, I was like, uh, hi. Um, so mind you, I'm sweaty, workout bun, no makeup, <laughs> probably stinky. And uh, 
I go up to him and I was like, hi, he's sitting down. Um, you know, I, uh, I believe in God and uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, I feel like he told me to talk to you. I know that sounds weird, but that's just what I feel. Um, are you sick? Are, are you okay? Like, are, are you okay health-wise? And he says, yeah, I'm fine. But my friend's here. Um, I forgot. I think, she has, um, I think she had something with her liver that she had to get medication for. And I was like, oh, okay, it's your friend. Um, so how is she? Like, it's a woman. And I ask him, you know, how is she? He starts telling me about her. And uh, I said, okay. And then he says, but you know what? I'm not really worried about her. I'm actually worried about my mom. And uh, he starts talking to me about his mom and about how his mom is in the hospital and she's going to die soon, according to the doctors. And um, I think him, he, because of the stress that he had, he, um, he became diabetic. And so as I'm talking to him, before he told me the diabetes thing about him, God gave me a word for him and I said, you're the type of person in your family or you're the person in your family that carries everything, right? Like everyone comes to you to fix the problems. Yeah. And I said, and because of that, you're not feeling well. He's like, yeah. He opens up and then he tells me that he actually has diabetes from all the stress and dealing with everybody. So I end up praying for him. I pray for his mom. I pray for his friend. And we were there for maybe, I don't know, like 30 minutes or so. And we were just talking. He's just talking to me about his life. But that's an example of word of knowledge out in the street. Like, you know, it, it just really is listening to the Lord and having God direct you as to who he wants you to speak to, who he wants you to bless, who he wants, who needs to hear something from him. Amen. So um, the third thing that happened, so the first thing was prep. The second thing is cast my line. The third thing, I feel a tug on my line. And when I feel a tug on my, well, when I feel a tug on my line is, I feel like a pull towards someone when this happens. And when that happens, I quickly examine my heart. Especially in church. Outside of church, I don't really examine too much because I don't really know everybody outside of here. So if it's, some, if it's a stranger that God is pulling me towards, I don't really second guess those times. I like to just go with it. And if I'm wrong, then I'm learning. Um, and again, I don't commit God to it. I always make it to be like, this is kind of like what I'm feeling. Um, but in here, I always examine my heart because I know people in here. I know situations. I know things that are happening in your lives. So when, when I get a word of knowledge here, I always examine my heart because I don't want to speak from emotion and pass it off as a spiritual word. That's something that we don't want to do because it'll make you look like you're on point, but you're just speaking from your own knowledge, not from the Spirit's knowledge, per se. Um, so I, I, when, I, um, when I feel that tug or that pull, when I, when I feel that tug on my line, I always examine my heart, and I talk to the Spirit, again, for any emotional involvement. And the reason why is because the line may be caught on something other than a fish. That line may, may be caught on anything else, just not a fish, specifically for that person. Amen? So double check with God. Again, we don't want to work off of mental, but spiritual. Number four, I reel it in. So um, we have confirmed, or we are sure of it being a fish, a fish that we have on our line, so let's go. 
And again, the two things. We don't commit God. We don't say, this is what the Lord is saying. <clears throat> we say, I feel like whatever the word is. The second thing is we ask for that confirming thing from that person. Does this apply to you? Yes or no? You guys follow so far? Cool. So just in case you're wondering, how does this, like, casting my line, how does this tug, like, what does that feel like? I can only tell you what that feels like for me. Friday, I'm really excited for Friday, and I hope that you guys all come on Friday because what you're learning here Friday, I'm hoping that we can apply it. I'm sorry, what we're learning here today, I hope that we can apply it on Friday. Friday, we're going to have two other awesome speakers who um, I have seen and I know just from personal experience that God speaks to them and God moves to them, moves with them through this gift. So they're going to speak to you about how this gift looks for them. But today, I'm, gonna just, I'm just talking about how it looks, it looks like for me. So for me, when I feel a tug or when I feel a word of knowledge, usually what happens is I, I get like a random thought or something that I really don't know anything about, like Matt, like how I told you guys about Matt for that girl. I have this name, Matt. Does this name mean anything to you? And it happened to be the name of her son who she had lost. When I get a word of knowledge and I'm holding on to it and I'm trying to figure out, God, is this my emotion when I'm checking my heart? What I feel is, I feel like a really intense pull. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that. But what it feels like is, it, it feels like a very intense pull towards somebody. Like God will highlight someone in the room for you. Like someone in the room will just stand out. And you'll feel like a gravitational pull towards them. And so it's almost like you, have to, you, ha you can't do anything else but walk to them and say what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what God is trying to say to that person. That's what it feels like for me. Um, when I get those intense feelings, I, I don't ignore them because I've learned that it's okay if I'm wrong, I'm learning. But if I'm right and I don't do it, I, I don't like how that feels. <clears throat> Amen? So I want to talk to you guys about, that was loud. I want to talk to you guys about prayer and word of knowledge. These are two different actions. Prayer and word of knowledge is different. Um, when, we're, when we're casting our line, when we're scanning the room, when we want, you know, to bless somebody, sometimes people will be highlighted for us, but it's going to be specifically for prayer, and that's okay. We go over to that person, we put our hand over them, and we bless their lives. We, we declare goodness. We declare God's goodness over their lives in Jesus' name. And that's what we do. We pray for them. doesn't always have to be word of knowledge. It's not always going to be word of knowledge. It, it sometimes is, is going to be prayer that that person needs. And that's, <clears throat> sorry, and that's perfectly fine. There was a lady, we were at El Super. <laughs> we usually do our grocery shopping on Sundays. Um, and so uh, on a Sunday, we were at El Super. And we were walking out with our grocery cart, and we had already, we were on our way, I think, to put our groceries away when I saw this lady. And she had a, a cane. She was an older lady, and she's walking with a cane. And God just highlighted her for me. And um, I felt like, I felt really compelled to just pray for her. I didn't have a word of knowledge for her. I just felt like God highlighted her to me. And I felt like he said, go pray for her and declare goodness over her life. And almost like a zombie, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I straight up left it, and Mario, like, just kind of was walking on his own. And uh, so I go, and I'm, I'm, 
I just go to this lady, and uh, she's already, like, almost getting into her van, which is kind of awkward, but, you know, we work with what we got. And so I, uh, I say, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, I, I know this may sound weird, but I just, I just felt, like, this need to pray for you. Like, I just have this really strong need or desire to pray for you. Would you mind if, if I were to pray for you right now? And she was like, no, not at all. Please pray for me. Okay. So uh, I was about to go pray for her, but she's like, you know, I'm a Christian too, and I believe in God. And she just started talking to me about her life, um, just about certain situations that she was going through, heartbreaks that she was experiencing. And because of, 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 of that, I was able to pray for her for those specific things. So Mario ended up joining us because, I don't know, he's probably wondering where the, where the heck I went. Um, so he joins us, and we both get to pray for this woman. She leaves happy, and I believe that God delivered her from what she needed deliverance from. I believe that her family is restored, and I'm speaking this out because I want to just declare this out into the air. Like, I just want to declare that God restored her family because that is what she needed. And so that's what we did. We just prayed for her, and that was what she needed. So prayer is okay, but prayer and word of knowledge is different. You guys follow? I want to talk to you guys about... Um, Oh, one thing. Sometimes we'll, we'll want to pray for someone, and someone will be highlighted in the room, but we know something about them. And so we might mix a word of knowledge for something that we already know. And we'll go over there, and we'll pray for something that is just like, don't pray for that. Like, don't mention that. It's not word of knowledge. It's, it's not no, don't mention that, but don't go about it as a word of knowledge because it's not a word of knowledge. It's a prayer. Are you guys confused? Do you guys understand that? I'll give you another example just so it can be clear. I had a person once who came to me and told me, this person had just recently broke up from an, uh, a relationship. And they told me, uh, they said, uh, you know, I don't like when people come to me and they see me sad or they see me looking down and they assume that I'm sad about my relationship. I've had so many people come and ask God to heal my heart and even give me a word about God healing my heart and that's not what I'm going through. So it's important that when we're, when we're scanning the room, when we're practicing fishing, that we take these things into account because sometimes, you know, we're compelled to do things for people and all of these things, remember, like it's important for us to remember also that we all have good intentions. At the end of the day, if someone comes to pray for you and they get it wrong, they butcher it, it's okay, just let it slip off your shoulder. They had good intentions. So just take it for that. Just say, oh, this person had good intentions. Thank you. And move on. Hopefully the next person that comes and touches you gets it spot on. Um, but yeah, this person was telling me, like, you know, I don't like when people come to me and they see, like, my, you know, me looking down or whatever it may be, and they, they assume that I'm sad. And that's very important also. Um, that we don't like take just what we see and, and assume that we know what it is. It's important that we communicate with God, that we get clarification from him. What do you want me to do right now? Because what if that person is looking down, right? But they're frustrated. They're not sad. What if that day they're just freaking frustrated? Or they're just, I don't know, what if they're disappointed? You know, what if they're mad? It can be any number of reasons, not necessarily sadness. So it's important that we see those things. And I'm saying this because I want to educate you guys. I want to teach you so that we, we function right. Amen? 
So I want to talk to you guys about prophecy and word of knowledge. Things that get really confused, we're going to unconfuse them. That's a word. I just made it up. So prophecy and word of knowledge, guys, are not the same thing. Two different things, very different things. Prophecy is future. So if you get a word for someone and the word is something like, you can approach this like, you know, I don't know, but I have this feeling that, you know, you need to start saving your money because in three months, I, I, I don't know, I just have this feeling that you, you might come, come across a financial, um, a financial block and I feel like you need to, you know, save a little money for that. That's prophetic. That's a prophecy. It's a future thing. A word of knowledge is for right now, like right now. Like, hey, right now, um, you're feeling, you know, you guys know what word of knowledge is by now, I hope. So um, do you guys understand that? Prophecy is for? Word of knowledge is for? Now. Awesome. Thank you. The awesome thing about prophecy, though, is that prophecy and word of knowledge can sometimes work together, and that is pretty cool. That is really freaking cool. <laughs> it's really awesome. Um, one thing that I've been learning is that uh, word of knowledge actually is helping prophecy right now because prophecy has been so distorted and people are so jaded by prophecy that word of knowledge is actually key in restoring prophecy to people. Let me give you some examples. Y2K, <laughs> that was a prophecy. Uh, December 2012, that was a prophecy. These prophetic things are thrown out there and things that are supposed to happen and now people don't take prophecy serious. When you go and you say, I have a prophecy for you, you're yeah, right, kook. You know, like we don't take it serious because, okay, like prophecy, haha, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Um, but word of knowledge, the, the beautiful thing about word of knowledge is that it trumps that doubt right now. Because if you're doubting right now, I'm going to tell you something right now that'll remove that doubt. Therefore, make you open to receive the prophecy that God has for you. So word of knowledge and prophecy, they work very well together. Um, and it's really awesome when, when we can partner them. And it's happened to me, and I believe that it's going to happen to you if it hasn't happened yet, but it's, it's pretty awesome. You guys follow? Awesome. So tongues and word of knowledge. Another two different things. Actually, we're going to say three different things. The Holy Spirit has nine gifts. Three of those gifts, one of them is, is walk, word of knowledge. Another one is uh, speaking in tongues. And another one is interpretation of tongues. Different things. When you give a word of knowledge, there's no need for tongues. You do not need to speak in tongues when you're giving a word of knowledge. As a matter of fact, if you're out there in the world, do not speak in tongues when you're going to give a word of knowledge. If you're going to speak to someone at a bus stop, at your job, at school, please do not start speaking in tongues before you give them that word of knowledge. Just give them the word of knowledge. You don't need tongues for word of knowledge. Please don't do that. You'll take us 30 steps backwards if you do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Just write, don't do it. Um, tongues is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Interpreting the tongues is another gift of the Holy Spirit, and those have to work together. You can't have one without the other in a church. If someone's going to speak in tongues, then there has to be someone to interpret them. 
It can be the same person, or from what I've understood, most of the time it's a different person. But if we're going to speak in tongues out loud in church, it's because they need to be interpreted. Other than that, there's no function for them because as far as in a, in a, in a corporate setting, because speaking in tongues is for your own spirit, unless there's someone to interpret them. You guys got it? We'll dive into these gifts more in the future um, so that you have more uh, clarity about them. But the reason why I brought this up is just to clear confusion. And also because there's, there might be some people in this room who have the gift of prophecy or who have the gift of tongues and or interpreting tongues. And you might be thinking that this gift is, is walk, and it's not. So it's important that we know what gift we have so that we can operate and function in it in the right way. Amen? Cool. So trial and error. You have to give yourself room to grow. There really isn't any error, to be honest. Like, we're all growing. We're all growing in our gifts. We're all growing in life. Like, who, who here hasn't made a mistake about anything ever? Like, we've all made mistakes about everything. And so when moving in word of knowledge, it's important that, excuse me, it's important that you give yourself that break of trial and error, that you allow yourself to grow in your gift. Um, I've, had, I have, I've had moments where um, I've gotten it wrong. But let's say I've given word of knowledge 10 times, maybe three out of those seven times I've been wrong. And those other seven times I've been right. So... I mean, that shouldn't be discouraging, right? Those numbers are looking pretty good. <laughs> um, but when we get it wrong, sometimes what happens is we feel ashamed. And that shame uh, discourages, and then that turns into doubt. And you may start doubting that you even have the gift to begin with. And that is not what God wants for you. That is not what the Spirit is intending for you. He's intending growth. And sometimes you're going to mess up. That's okay. Keep moving. Keep going. Don't let that stuff... Uh, shame you, don't let it bring you down, it's totally fine. Um, a couple of times I've gotten up the nerve to give word of knowledge, like out oh, oh, in, in the open out here in front of all of you guys. Giving a word of knowledge for me, like in the personal, like one-on-one, -on -one, is kind of comforting now because if I get it wrong, it's just between me and them, and uh, you know, it's kind of safe. <laughs> but when it's like out loud in front of all of you guys, it's kind of scary because I can look wrong in front of all of you guys, and that's pretty pretty terrifying. So there was this one time where um, we, were, we were with a bunch of people, and I had this feeling. I don't even remember exactly what the feeling was anymore, but I had this feeling, and I said to the group, I feel like someone's feeling like this, and nobody stepped up. And I was like, dang, got it wrong in front of everybody. Dang, I'm not going to do this again. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of, kind of embarrassing. Uh, because I was very confident that someone was going through that, and I like spoke it in confidence, like, no, there's someone going through something, who is it? And nobody stepped up. So I, I was kind of embarrassed. Um, but then afterwards, when everybody cleared, I remember the person came to me and said, hey, um, that was actually me. And I thought, yes, yes. <laughs> awesome, okay, cool, God, we good. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was good. There was, another per there was another time where, uh, again, I just, uh, oh, there was two times. I'll tell you the two times. I'm sorry. I'll speak faster so that we get through this faster. So there was another time where I came up, and I just had this really strong feeling that someone's hands were hurting. And, like, someone's hands were hurting. And I was like, God, whose hands are hurting? Like, just show me who it is. 
And he's like, no, just go up there and ask. Dang, okay. So I came up here, and I was like, I have a feeling like someone's hands hurt. Someone's hands hurt. And thank God Mim stepped up, and he was like, I mean, not thank God that your hands hurt, Mim. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> but I'm glad that you, that you came. Um, so it turned out that, you know, unfortunately, it, it was his hands that were hurting. So we prayed for Mim's hands, and it was pretty awesome. Another time, this one's really funny. It's so funny, and it has to do again with David. Um, I had this name. <laughs> we were here in church. It was a Friday. There wasn't a lot of people here, and I had this name in my mind, and then the name was Antonio. Who the heck thinks of that name, Antonio? Like, I don't think about that name ever. And uh, so I have this name, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. Antonio's feeling something. Go up and say, who in here is named Antonio? And that day, I remember Isaac had brought somebody that he picked up from Uber. And I was like, dang, it's probably Isaac's dude. So uh, <laughs> so uh, I remember we were praying, and I, and I, I asked the guy, I said, uh, is anybody that you know named Tony or Antonio? And he, he was like, no. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> but then uh, I was just so, like, afraid by this point, but that name didn't leave me. Like, it was almost like a, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I have to explain it like this. It's almost like a bugging gnat that doesn't leave you alone. You know, like when they get in your here and you're like, like that, and it just, like, doesn't leave you alone? It was kind of like that. And uh, not that God is a gnat, you know, but just for the sake of the example. Um, it was kind of like that, and I just was like, Mario, can you just ask if anyone's named Antonio? And so Mario came up, and he's like, is anyone named here Antonio? Like, does that name mean anyone, anything to anybody? And it was David. His middle name is Antonio. <laughs> but it was funny because what God wanted me to tell him, I actually told him before the Antonio, before Mario said the Antonio thing. So the word still got to him, which was pretty cool. It's just weird stuff. But um, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> um, don't, be, don't be embarrassed. Like, don't be afraid of like, the, the failure, so-called failure. There's no failures. We're growing. Amen? OK, I'm almost done, and I mean it when I say it. Trust me, I'm not one of those pastors. Uh, let's go to Colossians. <laughs> We're going to go to Colossians 3. Um, verse 2, and we're going to read from the message version, and if you also can look up here, it'll be up here too. So Colossians 3, uh, verse 2, and it says this, it says, don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Word of knowledge is so amazing. It's my favorite gift. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm just going to be honest. I love word of knowledge above every other gift. Like, it's just my absolute favorite. I love it to death. It's, it's so awesome. Word of knowledge is exactly what the world needs today. It's exactly what the world needs it needs walk. It needs people walking out walk. That's what it needs. How many people do we know that are going through stuff, that are battling through life, that are suffering, that are oppressed, that are heartbroken, that just are going through different things, confusion, um, just, I don't know, the list can go on for years and years. But there's a lot of hurt in the world. 
There's a, there are a lot of injustices in the world. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm so sorry. No, I'm not going to say that word. But there's a lot of bad things in the world. And I believe that God sent the Holy Spirit here. He sent the Holy Spirit here for this certain time where this world was going to be in dire need of him, of this beautiful spirit that all he wants to do is love people. He wants to transform people. He wants to connect people. That's what he wants. The Holy Spirit wants to love, connect, and transform. That's what he wants because that's what it needs. The world is no longer connected to Christ. People are no longer connected to Christ because we've had so-called Christians who have just really just killed it. They've really just killed things for, for, for most of us. And so now what we have to do seems like we have to do damage control now. We have to go and just sweep up the mess that other people have made. And you know what? That's fine. That's where we're at. We got to just deal with it and do the work. We can't complain about it. We can't say, oh, those bigots with the signs, whatever. Like, they need love too, actually. That's why they're bigots with signs. <laughs> because they need love. They don't get it either. I mean, we are still not getting everything. We still need a lot of work. See, the thing is, is that what I feel like God is saying is he's saying, my people need work. My people need a lot of work. But he is not afraid to do it. He is not tired. He is not annoyed. He is not too frustrated to work. He came to do that for us. But we need a lot of work. But in order for us to work, I'm saying that word a lot, but in order for us to work, we have to be connected to him. We have to know what he thinks. We have to, can you put that verse up again? 3-2, Colossians. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Word of knowledge is God's perspective for someone. That's what word of knowledge is. Because word of knowledge is the Father's heart shared for somebody. Do you think God wants to see people hurting? Do you think God wants to see people in pain? God wants to see people disappointed? God doesn't want to see those things. And that is the truth. God wants to see people set free. God wants to see wrong things made right. But we can only do them through his perspective. Because his perspective is eternal. His perspective is free, and his perspective is on point, and that's just it. It's on point. Word of knowledge does not work to point out sin. So if you ever get a so-called word of knowledge and it's pointing out sin, it's not word of knowledge, so just don't even entertain it. Jesus called us to be fishers of men. He called us to be fishers of men. And today I talked about word of knowledge and what we do. Hopefully you guys are free to take this term on and apply it to our function here. But now we go fishing. Jesus called us to be fishers of men. So let's go fish for the words that mankind needs. Amen? <laughs>